0: This is Coffee with Karina. And here's your host, Karina Michelle. In January of this year, I had the pleasure of acting and producing in a film by Five Arts Films and Vincent DePaul called Christmas Couples Retreat. In a nutshell, I met the most amazing actress, Vanessa Meadows, who plays Fiona in the film, and she is the leader of the retreat. She's an actress, a producer. She's the host of The Crown Survivalist and a seriously fun person to hang out with. I can definitely tell you that. Listen in to one of our best conversations here that we have. Um, It's pretty funny. We discuss acting. We discuss dealing with stress and anxiety, And dopamine dressing, which this was a new one for me, and it totally makes sense when you hear about it. I do also want to dedicate this episode to a wonderful friend and fellow executive producer on our film, Ron Wollaston, um, who recently passed away and just wanted to say, Ron, we're all going to miss you dearly. And um, we love this experience with you. So take a listen. Here is Vanessa Meadows. Like I get to talk to her because we have such great conversations, but nobody yeah. ever hears them, you know, and it was talking to you when we were on, I guess we were in between takes and stuff, but I was like, we got to record this. We got yes. to podcast so other people can hear and, you know, they can benefit wow. from it too. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean,
1: you have such a good energy about you, and I think we we hit similarly on so many different things and on so many different levels. So, yeah, I'm I'm so excited that you invited me on here. Honestly, I don't know if I'm worthy, but I'm happy to be oh, here.
0: <laughs> you are so worthy. Are you kidding? You're <laughs> gonna be amazing. Now, so tell me, I guess the last time I saw you was at Sundance, and we almost you brought it up. You're like, maybe we should record it here, and we didn't because we were just having too much fun. We were too much, you know, wine and that kind of stuff. Oh,
1: yes. (laughs) Lots of fun and work, though, right? And work. We did do
0: some work. Yeah, we did, longer than (laughs) I was. So you were definitely busy with all the networking and everything. But Mm -hmm. what's been going on since then? Oh, my gosh, so
1: much. So, really, you know, we went from doing the film basically going into Sundance. um, Mm -hmm. And you went right from the film into another film and then Sundance. And so, (laughs) yeah. And none of the things I was expecting to do this year. And of course, like, this is exactly what you want, right? Like you want some excitement with your career, but it also meant that the other things in my life took a back seat. And so Mm. when I got back from Sundance, I had to catch up on a lot of the stuff that I wasn't able to do or able to do as well. And so I spent a lot of time doing that. I did, uh, however, get two people. uh, They reached out to me after Sundance. One was a producer. And so uh, we're in talks for me to produce a film for him out in California. Wow. Amazing. Uh, yeah and one other person who is actually a manager who was introduced to me is interested in in working with me and I'm in mm-hmm. also interested in working with him and I had a manager quite a number of years ago mm-hmm. kind of terrify me about signing with anyone again yeah. mm-hmm. and so this is the first time I will have representation in a number of years so i'm I'm just excited to see how that relationship evolves and mm-hmm. and where it us. So those are the key things involving, you know, the film industry that are occurring.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. And it's true what you brought up about that. It's like, you need to have the right manager, you know, for you and what's good for someone else may not be right for you. And, it, you know, it's, I've had the same thing happen. I've had a couple of different managers and, you know, sometimes you just feel like you're better on your own.
1: Yeah, I think just really quickly to touch on that, it can feel very scary to go into or to navigate your career Mm -hmm. all by yourself, quote unquote. But I think a lot of times, especially when you end up being the one that finds your own work anyway, it, it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. And it really does force you to step up and have to be bolder and have to have better boundaries and be more vocal about what your needs are and self-advocate. When you have a manager and agents and stuff like that, it's not that you don't do that, but it really makes you have to do it when you don't have that there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that is kind of what I found for myself. But I think I'm at a place in my career where I would really like another person's point of view that I th- Feel I can trust to help navigate it in a way that perhaps I don't see.
0: So that's what I'm hoping I Mm -hmm. get. Yeah. Best of luck with that. I'm sure it'll be amazing. You have to let me know how it goes. I mean, you're at a great point in your career. You know, you've had the show, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, but you know, your YouTube channel and uh, yeah. And it all kind of works together. And I think this is a good time to get a manager and do that. So let's see, I wanted to let everyone know, like your journey and how you ended up you know, doing your YouTube channel and how that all kind of came about. Wow. Well, how can <laughs> I do? Okay, let's see. Uh, well,
1: I'm very, I'm very open about if it happens to come up about the fact that I do have PTSD, which is post traumatic stress disorder. Did not know that I had that for, let's say, my whole life until I was about twenty seven uh so about 9 years ago um and it's been you know it's almost like the first quarter of a century of my life was about the trauma and not knowing how to escape it mm. and the next you know decade of my life has been about how to address that but still live my life and one of the reasons that I started the YouTube channel was it was in the back of my mind to do it anyway before the pandemic, because I had struggled for Mm -hmm. over a quarter of a century to find the answers, find the healing, figure out what was wrong. Why, why was I stuck? Why couldn't I, move forward why did i always feel like i was behind why was i having these physical symptoms and issues that i couldn't explain and no doctor could help me and when i would reach out to other people and and professionals mm-hmm. i was often shot down or ignored mm-hmm. or
0: talked down to or dismissed really? you know just, just be it's not as acceptable things. as it is now to talk about these things i think as
1: well. yeah. yeah and so mm-hmm. i was self-advocating my whole life. I'm very proud about that. But the messaging I got from the world was there are no answers. You missed out. You weren't born like this. Oh, well figure it out yourself.
0: Wow, It's
1: a very isolating journey. And I, I put in so many, so much money, so many hours and, 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 and moments of my life where I really missed out on living that I didn't Mm -hmm. want that for anybody else. And I Mm -hmm. still don't. And so when the pandemic hit, I thought, okay, this is it. This is the moment, the sign, I guess, Mm -hmm. that I need to to start this very public and vulnerable soapbox Mm -hmm. to save people, literally. That's how I saw it. It was saving people because the the things that I share on the YouTube channel and also in my acting workshops that I was doing before the pandemic about stress and anxiety for actors was about sharing things that are not readily available, that I had to basically go to the ends of the earth to find Mm -hmm. that are easy and approachable and work quickly for Mm. everyone. And so that's, That's the basic journey that it took for me to get from my trauma Mm -hmm. to diagnosis, to practice, learning, discovering, practicing, and mastering these skills, these stress hacks and coping skills that are healthy. Mm -hmm. And how do I share them with actors first and then with the masses during the pandemic to legitimately save lives? Because every day for me feels a triumph. Of wow. continuing to live and thrive and succeed.
0: Yeah. And it's awesome that you're just able to get this message to so many people. You have a bunch of followers on there. You have people that are chiming in, you know, and talking about it. I saw yesterday, like, oh, you know, I've been going through this, or this is something that, you know, really resonates with them. And it's not just actors, like you said, what are, I assume, there's so many different ways I could go with this. Cause I'm like, I want to talk in one way about, you know, the pandemic and how like, that's when I started the podcast as well. It was a great time to really do that and, you know, innovate new things. And, but I have to get to the acting stuff so we could talk forever about that, the <laughs> acting tips, which I know my audience is going to love. So what are your tips and tricks? I know we talked about some of ours, the chunking, which sounds like a disgusting thing, but it's actually a really cool little hack for actors. What are, what are the rest of them? What are some ways that, you know, we can, we can help other actors?
1: Yeah. So I am considering taking the YouTube channel into sort of more of an actor focused realm or perhaps doing the podcast. I'm not sure where I want to go forward with it, but mm-hmm. you're totally right. The passion to help and and bring some answers to everybody, especially actors, because we tend to be very emotionally connected. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, you know, I don't think I'm unique in the fact that I use my acting as a healing
0: tool. Yes. I was going to ask that. Yep. That was my next question. Did it help you? I'm sure it did. Right. Cause you get to explore these different things and yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think without realizing it growing up, I gravitated to acting very early on because I'm, <laughs> I live with this dichotomy of, I find it very triggering to feel invisible, but mm-hmm. I also find it very triggering to be visible. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember,
0: <laughs> I remember that <these> <laughs> you're so great though. I'm like, get out there. Where, wear the, what was it? The outfit, the blue up. I was like, you're wearing this, do it. And you loved it. And then you wanted to take it off. And I was like, no, we're going to go. Sh-. And you had so many compliments. Remember how much fun? Yeah. So yes.
1: <laughs> We got followed on Main Street. Ooh, we did. <laughs> we but did. Yeah. And and so I, I live with that every day and I just kind of like allow myself, you know, like I don't want to be held back by being extremely introverted. Mm-hmm. But I, I I also don't you know, it's not sustainable to be extroverted all the time. But basically in a nutshell, being a performer <clears throat> has really allowed me to be visible, which is, is healing and walk through the different layers of my characters and delve deep Mm -hmm. and go into emotional places that I don't allow myself to go into. Yes. uh, Right. And I agree that way, but to also be, be hidden by that character because it's Mm -hmm. not me out there. Right. Right.
0: Right.
1: And so I think that helps me along the way. And, and that is a coping skill that I think it, it's it's sort of a broad coping skill for anyone who's listening, but to think about how you, what you reap from your craft that has nothing to do with what many people think our right. craft is about.
0: Which is yeah, what the is. outsiders, what, what, what everyone else sees too. It has, yeah, yeah. Right. The prep work, the prep work is very healing sometimes for me.
1: Exactly. You Mm -hmm. know what, Karina, that's exactly right. The prep work is so much part of that process. In fact, it's most Mm -hmm. of that process where you're really looking inside of yourself and it's so much self-discovery. It's also helping you to be open-minded about other people's perspectives. What is it like to be other people? It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it it creates so much empathy. So I think that's one. But in terms of uh, stress hacks, which is what I've called them forever, it's really about taking ownership and feeling victorious in a snap in a way that works for you. One of the biggest things that I do share, sorry, one of the biggest things that I do share with the people on YouTube, and also in my workshops, is uh, the one that I use most every single day, which is what I call the stop, drop, and roll.
0: Oh, I don't know this one. Okay.
1: (laughs) I'm excited.
0: (laughs) No fire, right? This doesn't involve fire. No, (laughs)
1: no, no, it doesn't. Okay. So even even if you don't think you need it, but if you're someone who's coming upon a lot of stress in your life, perhaps you have an audition coming up or you're just about to audition or you're feeling good and you just want to monitor and stay as balanced as possible with your stress, whether you have PTSD Mm. or not, is to literally just stop your body wherever you are, especially even if you're in public, just find go to the bathroom Find a little corner in the grocery store. Just stop yourself physically. Drop your muscles. Drop that tension. You're gonna feel yourself get a little loosey goosey. Your posture's gonna shift. You're gonna feel your rhythm slowing down. You're gonna start to feel heavy. Go ahead and take one deep inhale. Fill every pore. Exhale. When you feel reset, when you feel your anxiety and stress falling away, hitting a baseline, when you feel present, open your eyes and go ahead and take this energy with you moving forward. And even though throughout the day, you're going to start to feel that energy start to come back. Things are going to hit you. They're going to try and pull at you. They're going to demand more energy from you, focus from you, feelings from you. To reset and return to a grounded present. This is all you need to do. You can use it anytime, anywhere. And it helps you become your strongest self, your most grounded, bestest self. So you can take that with you throughout the day and reset to this. Wow.
0: That was amazing. I felt awesome. it right away. So you do uh, that. You can use that anywhere you
1: are. I do. And and I was using that on set. You know, I'm, I'm a very uh. person, but on set, I tend to be very mellow. Yes.
0: Yeah, I noticed, That's- which is good because, you know, I'm the same way and all sets are different. People don't realize how it is the whole right. thing, you know, and everyone has their own thing to stay in their You know, wherever their mind, whatever they're doing, their character, you know. Some people don't talk to anyone else on set. And that's okay. I've kind of realized that too, because I used to be like, hmm, where do I fit in with this? Cause I'd like to be kind of quiet as well. And a lot of people get really hyper and want to hang out and they want to tell jokes right before. And I'm like, ah, this is not helping me, you know? You know what's so funny though
1: is that I use that coping skill what mm-hmm. when they're doing it, when they're talking to me. Yeah. I'm actively just relaxing all my muscles. You're my eyes
0: stop, drop and roll, and
1: it's working. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly. awesome. Yes. And I take that energy. And you know, if your character's baseline energy isn't mm-hmm. zero or wherever we just were, that's okay. Don't stop and drop all the way down. Just stop mm-hmm. and drop until you feel That steady, that rhythm that your character has, but what it helps you do is so really quickly. Um, One of the other things that's really important, I think, for actors, but just people in general to understand about stress and anxiety, is that so often our brains are triggered into fight or flight, and we don't realize it because mm -hmm. we're so used to living that way. Society and the way the world is today is a constant fight or flight triggering system where there is constant fear, constant pressure, constant demand. And oftentimes, so many of us feel as though we can't keep up with that. Any negative trigger to our brain, it could be dropping our pizza on the floor so we don't have dinner to eat. Anything negative that comes into our brain's realm is seen as dangerous. Mm -hmm. And our subconscious will treat that as though it's a tiger or a legitimate life or death situation. Mm -hmm. And depending on where we're at mentally, emotionally, and and physically, maybe it doesn't really bother us. Maybe it really does bother us and we don't even connect it to the pizza. Mm -hmm. So to constantly, especially on set, walk through the prep for the character, like you said, Mm -hmm. being on set, actually filming, being aware that, For my brain, because I care about this so much, I am in a high stakes situation. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of danger points here. There are a lot of things Mm -hmm. that are unknown that I can't depend on. So returning to myself and my baseline, Mm -hmm. my groundedness helps me have a safe point that my brain can chill out for Mm -hmm. so that I'm not living on set in survival mode, in irrational thinking, in fear. I'm rational, calm, grounded uh, essence, so that I can deliver the product that I sell, which is my
0: right. And the thing is, being on set, like you said, it's like it's you're not in control. You're not in control. You don't know whose moods. You don't know what's going to come at you. That you know, you really have no idea. I mean, you just all you can do is prep, and I feel like that's the safety net for an actor, you know, the more you prep, right?
1: <laughs> I love how you said that, Karina. Yes, yes. Yeah. The prep is the safety net, not just for stress and anxiety, but for your delivery.
0: Yes, right? <laughs> yes. And you can play with it a little bit and, you know, have fun with it. But you know, for sure. How did you bring all of this? Because I know all of the other actors on this set, we were working for a little bit before you came on as Fiona and you'll be forever Fiona in my mind. Every time I see you, I'm like, it's Fiona, you know? <laughs> And I think I, we all feel that way, which is kind of funny. But but you were so that character. You know, I saw your audition. I told you that early on. I was like, wow, this is this is Fiona, you know? How did you bring all of this stuff that you do outside of, you know, filming to your character? And how did you make her come alive?
1: Yes. Well, let's see. It was the first huge, chunky acting thing I had done for film, at least, since uh, the the pandemic, uh, I had been cast as Evita in the, the musical Evita. We literally closed March fifteenth, the day before Maryland shut down. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, we were very, very fortunate. It was a wild ride with that. Seeing how the pandemic affected us from opening night to closing night, I bet. Since that, yeah, I had done some theater throughout the pandemic towards the end. But the film and TV thing, I had really put on pause because of the YouTube channel and because of the pandemic. And I have some at-risk relatives. So I was really trying to be as careful as I could be in terms of my exposure. Mm -hmm. I had also purchased a a gym in July of 2022. Mm For two main reasons. One was to keep it open. It's a gym that I belong to. It's very community based. And I, I knew, well, it it was just factual. If I didn't purchase it, it would close. And I knew how traumatic that would be for a lot of our members and for our community. But I also justified it with, you know, how, how is this going to fit into my career? I had to really figure that out because I, couldn't make the gym more important than my career and what makes me truly happy. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: I thought, okay, you know, this is something else that I I talk about in my workshops is how do we not just be an actor, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're not going to be acting a lot. So how can you help the rest of your life feed and be a symbiotic relationship? With your acting or producing or directing or whatever you want Mm -hmm. to do. yeah. So I'd already thought of myself as a storyteller, not just an actor, but really what I love about acting is the storytelling and the healing that comes, comes with that. So I was already able to sort of zoom out of acting and see my career as many different things, writing, music, directing, producing, doing my first film, all the things. And so I was like, well, how does owning this gym fit into that? And I realized that I knew it would help me because I felt something about it. And I was, I always follow my intuition. I felt that it would help me with my directing and my producing and it has, Mm -hmm. so going into Christmas couples retreat, Mm -hmm. i had to figure out how do I balance my career, which I had put on hold for owning the gym the first six months. Well, here we are six months later, almost on the dot. Mm -hmm. How do I make that work? How do I balance that? So that was part of my prep. Uh, It it had to be, you know, I couldn't just stop the world for the film. I had to figure out. Yeah. How do I balance both of these extremely important things? And so that was one part of it. The other part of it was, how do I get right back into remembering all of the things? Remember, <laughs> remember. Yes. Chunking. the chunking. Yes. Yeah, chunking. But I was actually really excited. And, and I don't know if you felt this way too, or if people listening out there will will be able to empathize with this but i actually learned that i was able to rely on myself a lot more mm-hmm. because things that i had not thought about in so long the really nitty gritty elements of film uh acting they were there
0: waiting for me yes like like filed away right i felt like yes. they were filed away even even This is crazy. Even like sessions, you know, that I would have with coaches where certain scenes, I'm like, ah, I can pull from this. It is in there. It is in my brain somewhere. And I'm like, holy moly, that was so long ago, you know, 15, whatever it is years ago. And it is still there. And that's the crazy thing about acting, I think, is it's, you have all those tools and it's just giving yourself the permission to take time, you know, and the balance thing that you talked about is huge too.
1: Yeah, and I I think that that's that's actually just what you said, giving yourself permission Mm -hmm. when you stop and drop. Yeah. It sort of allows you to access those things, you know, like again, that I have thousands of hacks, but that's one of my go-tos because it allows you to open up access to long-term memory, short-term memory. The pressure isn't there. You feel so Mm. much
0: ownership over
1: yourself and your career Mm -hmm. that you're not distracted by that rushed pressure. And I had just, I had days to prep
0: I know. I was worried, actually. I felt for you. Because I was, Well, not just you. I mean, we all, it was very, you know, we didn't have a ton of time really before this. And it, sometimes it almost, I don't know if it makes it better, but you're really forced to like do the work, you know, cause you don't want to put it up. So it's like, Oh God, you know, we don't yeah. have much time, but you did. I mean, phenomenal. Like we all were just, yeah. It was amazing. That
1: is, that is so kind of you and i will say that it's it's not necessarily me that was able to do that it's the me that's been able to heal enough and master enough skills that i should have had as a kid mm-hmm. right like knowing that i I have to self-advocate. I have to come first, Mm -hmm. slowing down and not rushing to memorize something because it's not about the memorization. It's about discovering her and I can't do that rushed. Mm -hmm. So it almost feels, and it did, especially for this, given the circumstances, almost like a contrasting decision of, I don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I need to slow down. Right, right. And in doing that, that helped me. So if that helps anybody Mm -hmm. out there, slowing down and doing what you know you need to do. If I am rushed, I will not remember. If I am rushed, I will not enjoy. If I am rushed, she will be a manufactured essence. Mm -hmm. And I must slow down, relax, and allow the process to occur, even though I might only have a matter of days.
0: Wow. Well, we all felt, I know Tony and I, who played my husband in the film, we were just like this we felt like we were in a couple's retreat. Like we were there. It was bizarre. It was totally <laughs> bizarre. We're like, is this for real? Like it was just like, I don't know. I mean all the couples, you know, felt the same way. You just kind of led us through these exercises and we were we didn't know that you'd actually you know, done that sort of work. outside. Of this. We were just like, how is she doing, you know? So it all made sense when we found out, but, um, Thank you. you're so
1: sweet. Thank you.
0: <laughs> no, it was fun. It was a fun time though. We had a blast there. Oh, my God. Um,
1: well, I mean, you guys were so amazing, truly. I mean, oh. it did almost even for myself feel like a couple's retreat Yeah. because you guys vibed, you were so connected. It was cast It was cast so
0: amazingly well. Yeah. Yes. And I I think
1: that, yeah. So it wasn't work for me. It was just, yes, I'm used to this in a way, but also you guys seemed so real. It felt real to me as well. So that absolutely helped.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. No, it was awesome. And I can't wait for it to come out. I'm so dying to see it, but so we're going to switch gears a little bit here. I want to talk about, this is totally different to Christmas couples retreat, but dopamine dressing. Tell me about this <laughs> because it kind of links back to the their Sundance thing. And I just, you know, I, I love, I love talking about this stuff and it's cool. And i have never heard of it before, even though I think we all do it to some extent, you know, so yeah. go ahead. I'll let you roll with it.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. So yeah, if you're a person that likes to wear color, studies have shown, and the science shows, especially during the pandemic, this really became a big thing, that it legitimately causes you to have an increased level of dopamine and serotonin. So dressing colorfully. And I think this goes back to what I was saying about how, you know, I'm, I'm an ambivert, I'm extroverted, mm-hmm. but I'm also introverted. And on days where I feel extroverted, I'm probably going to wear a lot of color. And mm-hmm. I think it's because I am feeling those, those things already. Those that vibes, yeah. So I'm dressing to match that, mm-hmm. but also, when I have days where I'm feeling down or introverted because I just want to hide from the world because the world is scary and messy. And yeah. uh, so
0: to stay inside, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. I have those I have days. To go out. Yeah. <laughs> then, you know, sometimes I don't wear color, or if I need to feel good, I'm, I'm doing an interview or an audition or something like that. I'll put color on. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize until the pandemic that it is called dopamine dressing. And that's one reason why during the pandemic, you saw an explosion of color blocked popping Mm -hmm. colors, like a hot pink dress or a neon green shirt. Mm -hmm. And everybody was eating it up. And I think they still are. And I don't know. I think also when you think about Your attire as storytelling, Mm -hmm. as being part of self-expression, right? Um, But then also adding in, if you suffer from anxiety and stress or PTSD like me, understanding that little things that you can do, you don't have to work as
0: hard to feel yeah. better. So little things that lift your it's mood.
1: Little thi- mm-hmm. Yeah. So focus on your clothing, add a little pop, even if it's just, you know, a brightly colored bracelet or some earrings, mm-hmm. throw that in there to your comfort level and notice how you can feel better without having to work harder.
0: Yeah. God, we are so similar. We are so similar. <laughs> i have really looking <laughs> yes i do that all I'll the time all my color i mean we know that we have these similarities but it's just it's funny to hear because i'm sitting here and i have these bright bangles and i do all that i do all that stuff it's fun but
1: <laughs> i love it and you know what i'm not wearing color today i took yeah. off my hot pink robe. you're already happy I, you <laughs> <need it. laughs> actually i was like I'm a little stressed i'm a little nervous right because really?
0: Yes, you're Oh, come on, you're a pro. Well, you know, so. But I mean, everybody on, gets nervous. My... That's a good point to make, though. Is, you know, how many movies or whatever you do, it's like people get, you know, there's nervous yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's and so to
1: pull down my stress and pull down my energy a little bit, I put on a white robe mm-hmm. and a gray shirt without even thinking mm-hmm. about it. I'm just realizing right now that that's just what
0: went happened. to it. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. So if people want to see, if they want to see and hear more of you, where do they go? What is the link on YouTube? And are you going to do a podcast? Have you thought about that? Or I know we were talking maybe, maybe later. Well, <laughs>
1: yeah. So the, the YouTube channel at present is the crowned survivalist. Uh, and that's also the, uh, Instagram handle is the Crowned survivalist. And also my acting, uh, Instagram is, um, at, Vanessa Meadows. You can also find, uh, if you want to schedule and book me for workshops that are in person or mm-hmm. zoom, you can go to my website, which is www.vanessameadows.com. And on there, I have, you know, a contact me portion. And I think it's on the page where I talk about my speaking engagements, but okay. I actually have a workshop uh, coming up with SAG in May. Ooh, you do they've invited me back. Yeah. They've invited me back to talk about what, what I talk about on the channel, just in
0: person awesome. with, with the
1: actors.
0: I love um, it. So is that virtual as well, or is that something people
1: can sign up for? I don't think you're able to sign up just yet, but if you, I probably, if you go to like www.sag.org or something like that, I'm sorry, I don't Mm -hmm. have the info yet. They didn't send it to me, Yeah. but you sign up through them. I believe it's going to be in person. It might also be Zoom. They have not told me yet, but yeah. All right. so for the podcast, I don't know. I need your help. You yes, are the podcast, we'll talk. The queen, Karina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we will talk. I don't know about the queen, but I, maybe I have some tips. We'll exchange, you know, podcasting <laughs> tips. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: you're an award-winning podcaster. Oh. You absolutely have some tips, girl.
0: Oh, I just kind of wing it, you know, sometimes. I told you, I like to go by my own rules and I do my own thing and hope That's for the best. <laughs> That's a tip. That right? is a tip. That is. Yeah. it's That's true. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This was, this was a blast. Maybe we'll do another one. We'll really focus on, you know, kind of zeroing in on an acting thing, or maybe have another actor on and you could, you know, advise them. That'd be kind of fun. We'll see. I mean, I, I would love
1: that. And, and, and honestly, at the end of the day, like I said, I see my career as the storyteller to help heal not just myself, but other people. And Mm -hmm. it's cliche, but hopefully the world at large. Yeah. You know, I think when you have a purpose that is personal to you and you feel so passionate about it, it can help guide and, and help you succeed. Especially if you deal with stress and anxiety, anybody out there who's dealing with that, you can often feel so alone and you can often feel as though it's never going to happen for you. Whatever success means for you, it's never going to happen. But Part of my, my goal is to show, and I think we talked about this on set, part of my message is that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm at. I'm not an A-lister, but I am living my career mm-hmm. and I am succeeding in ways that work for me and in ways that I view success to be. And you can do it too. It's mm-hmm. not either or. Whether you have yeah. stress and anxiety, or a mental illness, or a physical ailment, whatever it is, it's not either or. You can still pursue and live and thrive and survive mm-hmm. along with the things that try to hold you back.
0: That's awesome. I love it. Well, thanks again. This is definitely gonna, you know, help some people out there. And um, yeah, Thank share you. I your hope gifts. So. Thank All you.
1: Right. You're welcome.
0: You so You're I know. I love you too. We're gonna talk more. We're gonna talk <laughs> okay. more. Right?